Hey there, Christy Lynn Hanchi on AWOL Zebra, and this next guest I am so excited for. She introduced me to Breathwork, and she has a great, uh, she's just got a, a, a great, I don't know, I, wanna, I don't want to say pedigree, you don't say pedigree for, for a person, but welcome to AWOL Zebra, Lynn Godfredson. Hello, my dear, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm I'm good. Excellent. Just home I, from work and yeah, ready now, to chat with you. <laughs> now, I'm excited because I've been looking forward to this. Now, you, as well as me, you suffer with HEDS, right? Yes, that's correct. Now, you just came home from work. What kind of work do you do? Oh, <laughs> that's kind of hard to explain, even in Norwegian. With <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I work with uh, networking and uh, yeah, development in public sector mostly in with teachers and school leaders but also different kinds of uh, <laughs> public <laughs> public uh, yeah now service people yeah well now do you how has is is HEDS affected you as far as being able to work and function has it slowed you down at all yeah i would say um i i used to work as a teacher um, and that became too hard for me with uh, mostly because of pain, I think, and having to uh, teach uh, students and being in a classroom all day. Uh, it was just too hard for the days when I experienced a lot of pain or fatigue. So now I, I still have a 100% job, but it's much, it's much more flexible. So I can um, adjust both... Uh, the tasks and the intensity um, and I also did a lot of I have more activities in my spare time before than I do now so it's kind of slower uh, and more flexible so I can adjust to how I feel from the day to day actually. Gotcha now you're 34 yeah. years old now yeah when were you what age were you when you were diagnosed? Oh I was diagnosed in 2015 15 so 25 plus 26 yeah okay so yeah. now you are now you've introduced me to breath work which I dearly love you also are an avid lover and you are certified and I, I mean several you have a, a yoga journey as well correct yeah that's correct what tell were you doing that before you were diagnosed yeah, I started right before I was diagnosed, actually. But I started because of the pain and the issues I was experiencing. Uh, mostly uh, severe back pain. And I experienced that certain yoga poses uh, helped me relieve pain and feeling more in control of my life and my body instead of the other way around. Uh, so I started exploring that just before I was diagnosed. And so my yoga journey and my journey with being diagnosed with HEDS uh, -E uh, has been parallel. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. because I, I find that because of you, I I started looking into, you know, courses because I, I loved your attitude. We messaged back and forth and we actually met because we were discussing fascia. On, yeah. If I remember correctly. And I, I loved your attitude and I said, well, I'm just going to go for it because you haven't allowed the pain 
to stop you. You've actually, the pain is what led you into something that you dearly love uh, in, in yoga and breath work. Yeah, that is really lovely said. It, it has actually done that. It's been my fuel, I think, to explore different methods and doing research and being curious maybe in what can I do for myself to relieve pain because I've been quite reluctant with using a lot of medicine. I, I use medicine and I, <laughs> I'm i not against it in any way, but I, I want to do as little of uh, synthetic medicine as I can. So instead having uh, other tools in my day-to-day life. So yeah, it's been a journey and I think the pain has showed the way. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's a shame I mean, because that's, that's my my method when I go to work on my fascia, my, my little motto is follow the pain. So I know if I feel pain, I shouldn't be feeling pain. So I follow it. And the fact that you follow the pain into something that has helped you now, as far as yoga, what specifically about yoga made you realize that it would help you because I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck in like downward dog or something like that. yeah <laughs> I think typ- typically people start yoga and go into kind of rigid asanas or poses uh, like the ones you see in pictures or social media and stuff uh, and and that's fine for some people of course that's a beautiful <laughs> practice also uh, but maybe in my experience with um, the hypermobility and fascia issues and the pain uh, has been doing more organic dynamic movements. Okay. So rolling joints and uh, doing wave-like motions, circular motions, uh, just f- feeling it out in different body parts and muscles. Uh, so uh, it's a more movement in the poses if you can say (laughs) if you're familiar with yoga you know different poses you do one pose hold for five breaths or something but in the style of yoga I uh, find the most helpful for my pain and that I teach a lot is uh, finding some movement inside the poses really so you can rock back and forth when you're sitting you can sway side to side um so that you're loosening the the tight fascia and relieve uh, tension in your body in a more efficient way, uh, both physical and emotional, mental tension. So anything that uh, it relieves trauma pretty well. If you think about uh, little children, we usually rock them to sleep. They find more (laughs) ease and safety with the rocking movement. And it's the same for us uh, adults. but we just forget that we we need them. <laughs> oh, you're, you're um, right. I, because yeah. as, for, as you were speaking, your voice is very, very methodic. It's very beautiful. And I just, it's, it's lola. I'm like, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's Lewis. Is that the right word, I think? And as you were saying that, like I'm sitting here and my upper back is bothering me a little bit. So I kind of sat up straighter and elongated my neck. And as you were talking and, and mentioning swaying, I just started kind of, uh, rocking my upper half like back and forth while you were saying that and I started realizing that the pain started kind of you know wanting to work its way out is that kind of what you're referring yeah yeah absolutely 
okay because I, you're i, I don't want to say tricking the body because that's not the correct term but but you're easing into it more gentle more soft maybe okay and, and I, I think yeah we are so hard on ourselves both like self-criticism and work hard and train hard and everything is so hard so i i think to relieve some of the stress and the trauma and the pain we need the opposite the the softness the yeah the swaying the caring for ourselves like we were small children no i mean you, yeah that's 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 it the sad thing is is that what you just said is so obvious and makes so much sense. <laughs> but if I was in an office right now, if somebody could see me as I'm, my arms are above my head and I'm just wiggling back and forth and it feels so darn good. Yeah. Yeah. But, wiggling. That's a beautiful word too. Yeah. yeah wiggling right. fingers, toes, your neck. Yeah. Those little movements and, um, and throughout the day, more than one hour on the yoga mat once a week. So instead one minute here and one minute there, uh, as you go about your day, I would say also, and it's um, yeah, it's really calming and soothing for the nervous system. Um, which uh, that's the way of of, uh, of calming stress, and uh, we do that naturally if we need to comfort someone or calm someone down, <laughs> like this rocking movements and maybe a, a softer voice, and yeah, and if we look to animals, if animals are afraid or uh, after been um, uh, meeting a threat they shake naturally right. because they need to shake the stress off uh, and we humans have stopped doing that mostly because we think it's it looks stupid or something but it's the body's natural response to all the hormones and the yeah stress that's released in the body every time we are stressed so if you're stressed seeing something on facebook or we are stressed because a car nearly ran us down the body doesn't know the difference so it's a, it, it accumulates a lot of stress and tension in the body throughout the day that we need to literally shake off. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, that's lovely. That's beautifully said. And, and I, yesterday's episode um, was, you know, dealing with stress because I realized, you know, how, how deep stress affects us in our fascia. And yeah. Uh, you know, it, it aggravates me when you see a doctor and they're like, oh, you're just stressed. You need to release and relax and everything. And that's so much easier said than done. But do you feel, because this is what I'm, I'm tending to notice, that we have stressors in our body that we don't realize that are causing us stress that tighten our fascia subconsciously? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of those, I think. <laughs> and I, I don't think we can... Mm be conscious about everything either because there's so much and something is so deep in yeah in our dna and with epigenetics and that thing can things can be uh, passed on through generations that we don't know how why we are stressed about certain things um so i think the most important thing we can do is meet ourselves with this soft and kind <laughs> attitude trying to release and relax and find tools that works for us in our everyday life um not a workshop <laughs> once a year but things we can do to uh, both pre prevent and to treat um stress in many ways well i i mean because i i'm finding that as 
as I'm releasing the adhesed fascia, I'm finding that my body is more, um, I don't know, I guess more sensitive to things. Like I, I couldn't rock my body and sway before because I was so beyond bound with fascia and I didn't know. Yeah. I thought I had rock hard abs. No, <laughs> it, it was just bound fascia. Yeah. And when everything is so tight, you don't uh -huh. feel anything either. You don't feel pain, but you don't feel uh, well-being or a sense of ease either. So uh -huh. when starting to release, you will both feel more pain, at least for a period of time. I think that's natural. When I relieve some tension in my neck and jaw, which has been the uh, tightest parts for me in the last two years, uh, it starts with feeling a lot more pain first. And yeah. I think that can make yeah, people afraid or think that they are doing something wrong but when everything is so so tense you can't feel anything not pain so the pain is a part of the healing process I think no yeah. it's just because people get because I've shown pictures of you know after working on my fascia where I'm bruised and I'm like it's okay it's they're healing bruises yeah and yeah, that's a difference. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big difference. And I did when when I first had my adhesions released in my legs, it was six weeks of horrific pain. It yeah. hurt to have the sheets touch me, but then all of a sudden the nerve pain just stopped. Yeah, from like out of nowhere. But I I just I didn't think about it. You I mean you just said it. We we kind of have to. I hate to say it. I mean we have to hurt in order to heal yeah and i the, the hurt is not a new kind of hurt it's just the pain that has been there been there all along that we haven't uh, felt or been able to feel so the healing is being able to feel so you can relieve and release and feel better because when you don't feel anything at all that's that's a warning sign, I think. No, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's like you've just opened my eyes. I mean, I've been studying fascia for, for over, you know, for two years now and have been working on, okay, why this is happening and what's happening here. And I didn't really think about it. And you just worded it so perfectly that we couldn't feel. I didn't realize that I wasn't feeling pain I didn't yeah. you know I didn't realize that and and is that uh, because like you're talking about your jaw like have you found that you are it takes you a little bit more like to get numb or uh like something that would hurt the average person doesn't hurt you right away yeah absolutely in many places of the body I think um so you get a, a quite high threshold for pain <laughs> But that's mostly because you have shut out in some way. I don't know the correct medical or <laughs> term for it, but it, it's like the body or the brain or the nervous system. It's just too much. It's overload. So it shuts down um, so that you don't feel anything. And, and we have to be so loving to ourselves in that because it's our body's way to protect us. Right. Um, yeah, for a period when we are not safe enough or don't have the tools to, to or, or the right help um, to heal, the body tries its very best to protect us from pain, uh, any kind of pain, also emotional pain, uh, 
mental issues, uh, physical pain. And when we are ready and strong enough and able enough uh, to feel, we can feel it and therefore also heal it as the best, uh, yeah, as much as we can. Not maybe to become 100% pain free. I don't think that's the goal either, but to find some way of living with our struggles that, um, yeah. Well, I feel like because I, because right now I'm battling with, uh, I told you before we, we, we started that my right side, it has never given me any problems. My right side has never hurt. It's always been my left side. So I released lesions on my left side and now the ones on the right have become more prominent. They are now right there. And it's like, it's stopping me. It's, it's like, I can't get my balance. I feel so tight. I feel like my whole right side is held together with these horrible rubber bands and nothing wants to release. But it feels like if I didn't know this, I would push through and then make my body get acclimated to the pain and keep going. Is yeah, that, is exactly. That, okay. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think we we do that. It's kind of an autopilot or something because we can get used to almost anything. We know that because people have survived survived awful things throughout history. Uh, torture, prison, slavery, uh, all kinds of horrible things and found a way to <laughs> get used to it or survive it. Right. Uh, but then you're just, yeah, as you said, pushing through, pushing on, not listening uh, inward, just putting on this uh, this shell, maybe. Right. This, uh, yeah. No, you're right, because it's, mm. it is. It's like, I hear your dog back there. If you hear anything. Sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry about oh, the please, dogs. That's <laughs> right here. They love the attention. <laughs> oh, so no. Uh, no, I love it. I, it yeah, that's good. Thank you. No, please. Uh, I mean, I no. You've got two dogs. I've got two cats. No, <laughs> they're fine. But yeah. that's what I'm finding is that I, because I didn't know that I had this condition, I pushed through. And right now, I'm realizing I can't push through, and I don't want to push through because I know this isn't normal. Yeah, I know before that it wasn't normal, and so. I, I just, I, I, the only positive, like I've come, I've tried to come away with a positive about having this illness is mm. that because I know I have it, I can recognize it in my son yeah. and I can help him sooner than later. And I feel like that's kind of what you're doing. You're kind of paying it forward with your yoga and your breath work because you were tremendously kind helping me with my breath work because I was struggling. I couldn't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get the method down. Right. You've done a lot of studying. I mean, you're getting ready to, am I correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you, aren't you doing your certification? Well, you're, you're doing arts and expression therapy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, does that have, excuse my ignorance. Does that have anything? with your breath work as well uh, I think it's all connected uh, okay. in part of being a, a healing modality uh, okay. and it's the same 
it's the same ground, like yeah, healing from trauma and finding more uh, ease and relieving pain and stress through, yeah, using the body and using creative arts uh, expression, uh, colors and painting and drawing to, yeah, get in touch with maybe things that are subconscious or things we need to heal that we maybe don't have the words for, but that the body knows in a way. So oh. I love that as an um, addition to the yoga and the breath work to have different, uh, we need different expressions, I think. And, and maybe some people like myself find it hard to heal just talking about things because I, I can very easily disconnect from my emotions and just talk about things. <laughs> right. But to truly heal, I need to be in touch with uh, the emotional side and the arts and expression therapy helps me a lot with that because we don't use words we use colors and bodily expressions and yeah a different what? different kind of language that uh, helps me go deeper in my healing and oh. helps me help people go deeper in their healing well that that's what I was going to ask you because I had I had an experience uh, and I I didn't realize my I have I've had no relationship with my father for years that's a, a whole nother story and i went to look him up the other day for my son and i was reading his obituary and it it killed me because i i didn't know he had passed away i mean it, he, I, he, this was just the other day and it's still kind of raw i'm sorry but mm. even though i didn't have that connection with him my i felt my body just kind of give in like okay, I don't have to keep, you know, cause I was like, oh, it's no big deal. He doesn't want anything to do with me. That's fine. Whatever. I'm better off. And that was the, the mindset that I was constantly in. And when I realized he had passed away and my son was never going to get the opportunity to meet him, my body just, I don't know, just kind of finally gave in. And if I had, was in therapy, I wouldn't have said anything about that was bothering me but my body yeah no is that am, am, am i on the right path here yeah that's exactly what i'm thinking about we have uh, yeah our body stores memories and emotions in a different way that our mind can grasp uh, and in a different way than than words can express and we can think that we are conscious about everything in our life we know what stresses us we know about our traumas we know about everything uh, but there's so much on the subconscious level that our body just know and if we i have some beautiful yoga teachers who always talks about um really listening to the body because the body always knows but we don't always know how to interpret what the body tells us okay so uh, we can kind of go on a treasure hunt through all these modalities with the breath work, uh, with the arts and crafts, with the arts and um, expression therapy, with yoga, with running in the woods, with sitting in meditation, with, yeah, with anything. We can explore different sides of ourselves. Some do it through dream work, like really, or hypnosis maybe. Um, yeah, there's many things you can, to, to explore different um different sides of yourself than you might be cognitively aware of. Right. Well, it, well you 
framework, I, I used to work with a woman and she and her companion were going to have a date night in their dreams. Oh, <laughs> and, and yeah. Uh, okay. Now this was, this was in 1989. So I was what, not, I was 19 and I just thought, okay, <laughs> Yeah. And, but she was, you know, explaining to me, she was far more uh, just a beautiful statuesque woman, just had knowledge that I still am seeking, but she was explaining how they were, you know, just setting up their, their night of what they were going to do before they would go to sleep because they weren't, you know, in the same state and that they would meet later in their dreams. Now, what happened when they connected? I don't know, but (laughs) It's some people kind of think that is a bunch of, you know, like foo-foo, it doesn't really work thing. How do you explain that to someone? I mean, because she believed it wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. I think um, whatever people find that helps them and don't hurt others is fine. (laughs) So if you find something that, meeting your partner in your dreams and it works for you uh, and it's of no harm of anyone else that's fine Uh, and a lot of the things I do I can't explain either so I just encourage people to if they want to try try it and see what happens and if you can't put words on it okay if you can't you will carry the experience with you and and not everything is for everyone I think you have to it's not like going to to uh, a yoga teacher will automatically make you fall in love with yoga, but maybe the yoga teacher number three is the person you really resonates with and that can support you on your healing journey. And some people get good help from chiropractors, other from acupuncturists. Um, some people love herbal medicine. Some people have good help with synthetic medicine. Um, and I think all that is fine because we are we are so different and we are all on our own journey. So I think the most important thing is to respect each other. Right. In that. Yeah. No. And everything that's not harmful, I think, is is fine. <laughs> I, de- I definitely agree. And it's like what works for you might not work for others. But how do you I mean, of course, if somebody was signing up for your for your class, they obviously, you know, know that this is okay. This is the method that we're going to do, and and they understand they're going to, you know, have, you know, you know, it, walk me through what a session with you, with you were, or, or what you've been through through the expression part of it. Like how how do you bring out the the I guess the inner trauma when that person like I didn't know how badly it really did affect my body that my father had nothing to do with me until he yeah. died. I, I truly didn't. And I, you know, pushed it aside for years. How do you, I mean, just walk me through a, a process. What, like, I just, I come in and I'm, I'm like, Lynn, I'm hurting. I just want to feel better. What are we going to do? Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I think it will look different from from each person. But um, if there, if if it was a one one to one session, you came to me. I would first uh, ask you or encourage you to tell me something about yourself 
Um, no needing to go in depth with things, but just uh, the things you feel like natural for you to share. So, um, what or what you are expecting? <clears throat> a little less of the dogs, maybe, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, a, a, a little chat first, and then uh, I think we would dive into finding some uh, relaxing, maybe through yoga or some movement or. Uh, lying down, finding some grounding to really feel safe and use quite a, a bit of time to to transit into the work because everyone comes from hectic lives and a lot of input and a lot of information. So getting time to really settle in and feeling safe. Um, I would also tell something about myself and my journey to establish the the trust of this work why do i do what i do and explain something about that and um check out if you have any questions you need answered to feel safe because i think safety and groundedness is there really needs to be there to dive into the work um and maybe doing some uh yeah organic dynamic movements like the wiggling and swaying and uh, yeah, loosening a, a little bit up in the body and getting in touch with the body, uh, sensing into what it feels like in different body parts and how you're feeling right now. And if there's a, s a specific emotion that's present and where that is, where does it, where does you feel it in your body and in, in what way right. do you feel it? Uh, I would often use music i love to use music in my sessions <laughs> so is this um, do you use abba <laughs> yeah abba can be used <laughs> I, I really use any kind of music i think um to to set a vibe or to have something to lean into uh but silence also of course to to really listen but it's nice to use music to get some some movement and i think in the the arts and expression it's uh, my teacher always says that um, the most important thing is to create some moving of the energy. So if you come in with a headache and go out with a stomach ache, that's still positive because it has changed and moved. Okay. So it's not stagnated in the body. So, and I and we will do some uh, reflections and like asking some questions just to yeah ponder and think about maybe. You can't answer them with words, but you don't have to. It's most like, yeah, it's just like yeah, uh, getting the inner work going. <laughs> gotcha. And then we can use that to, yeah, you can express something with your body, like moving, saying yes or no with the body uh, to set some boundaries. And also use paint or crayons to express something on paper. Right. That's not words. So using colors, using shapes to yeah, express something that you are feeling and not necessarily going into the story behind the feeling, just recognizing and accepting and holding space for that feeling to come up and feel it in the body and then move it through the body in a way, maybe through shaking and uh, maybe through while dancing to an ABBA song. <laughs> oh, I like, now yeah. you were talking about like doing that throughout the day, you know, like self-care and, you know, I, I've read all the books, you know, you're supposed to work on your fascia for an hour a day. I'm like, yeah, right. 
Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Good huh? luck. Good luck, people. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. you self-care, who's doing your laundry, who's doing your cooking, who's, you know. So I, I do believe that it is necessary to do self-care, but it is so hard to work in. And I feel that's one of the things that we push to the side. Yeah. And mentioned, um, you know, instead, you know, doing little wiggly movements, the wiggle, wiggle, wiggle throughout the day. And if you were to come in into a session, is it, it's not something that can be, I mean, you can't really accomplish or expect to accomplish something completely in one session, can you? Is it something that takes like time to build up or time to break through? I think it depends. Some can feel uh, quite a immediate change in something, not everything, of course, but can find this peace and quiet or this big relief of an emotion they haven't felt before, like crying or shouting using sound. Um, but some things, of course, um, depends on the person and depends on the the story, I think, can, can also take time. And it's many layers. It's not all or nothing, I think. It's like peeling an onion. Okay. <laughs> Doing one layer at a time and, and everything is a step in the the right direction also the things that might feel like a step backwards um so i I think um yeah something can happen immediately and and sometimes i have people uh, for just one session and they get some tools that they integrate in their own day-to-day life and that's enough for them right and some people want to to meet me like once a week or twice a month or something to um, to establish a new habit or yeah really working with the tools uh, so that they can integrate them gotcha yeah you mentioned habit and and I think about that because um it, I am all for medication I, I, I take you know I have to I, I take my medication, yeah. but I want so badly to not be dependent upon it but I feel like we're kind of an over-medicated society in, in some ways with our children. It's like, okay, well, they've got this problem. Let's do this. And I try yeah. to and like, if I'm like, if you ever just are feeling like you're going to have a panic attack and I probably gave him one having to bring this up, but I was like, if you just ever feel like you just can't get a hold of anything, I'm like, breathe in for three seconds and exhale for seven seconds. And I said, you'd be surprised. Yeah. That, that really does make a difference. And I, and I bring that up because you wrote, and I like this, breath work is like coming home, cultivating that intimate relationship with yourself and your true spirit, your core and your essence. During breath work, the mind can relax and then the body so that the emotions can move and or express. And would that be the way you would tell someone to maybe handle you know, instead of popping a Xanax, maybe doing that three seconds in. Seven yeah, seconds. definitely. I think the world would look so much different if every kid in school learned to breathe properly. <laughs> yeah. If we all knew how to, because it's all about self-regulating. Okay. What, what do you need when your energy is too high and maybe anxious, panicky? And what do you need when your energy is too low, when you're lethargic and when you're, yeah. 
you need some some pick-me-ups <laughs> instead of coffee or yeah some pills or something it's like what okay. can you do and you can use your breath and to to regulate the energy up and to regulate the energy down and i think with panic attack and anxiety of course it can be so severe that people need medication and i truly honor that but um some of it i think we can relieve and reduce uh yeah with uh, breathing alone but it takes um it takes time to create a new pattern because we have been breathing so poorly for so many years that to make it natural to breathe deeply and to use your out breath, as you say, as the long, long, long exhale, which is so, it's so important for us to relax and to connect to the parasympathetic nervous system, the relax, rest and digest part that makes us feel safe and cared for um yeah it can truly make a difference well and it's free and it's simple and it's a tool (laughs) we carry the tool with us all day every day no you're right (laughs) love that you say that because what's so frustrating for me is that my power to be healed it's not a pill it's my fascia and it's releasing the adhesions is what has been healing me and it's so frustrating because, well, it's not free, uh, <laughs> you know, having to have someone else do it for you. But yeah. once you realize what it is, you can start managing your ATPS a little bit better with every subluxation. Because I found that with every breath that I was taking before I started getting the fascial releases, that I couldn't take a complete deep breath because of the adhesions on my ribs. I mean, yeah. and at one point, you know, my vocal cords were, you know, they were strangled with fascia and I had to, you know, I had to learn how to breathe and talk at the same time. My body just forgot this. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Our bodies are exceptional at adapting, I think, because that's your situation then and your body trying to do its best to help you in that uh, so it learns how to breathe more shallow uh, and in your upper chest and yeah because that's the only thing available for you in that time and then you have to well you uh, become, yeah i mean so, so because like you had mentioned that i guess we've it's learned behavior we've learned like are walking a certain way because it hurts we push through it it's become accepted and then breathing a certain way hurts so our fascia like you said it's old memories and emotions and trauma so it remembers the last time we took that deep breath and it hurt so i guess it's afraid to do it again yeah yeah and it's trying to protect you i think because you experienced fear maybe in that moment so your body is trying to um, help you from not experiencing that again. So our bodies are working against us in a sense. Yeah, maybe you can say that. But, but yeah. I think of it more like they're working with us. They're trying okay. to do their best. They're trying to, they are trying to help us with the limited information they have at the time. Right. Well, what so, is, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, um, now you were saying like, you were told, listen to your body. 
Now I know a lot of us out there that are listening, you know, listening to my body right now, it says, go get in a nice hot tub of Epsom salt, go lie down, don't do squat. My body's telling me you hurt, do nothing. Do you feel that if we were able to get up and maybe do some breath work or, or try to do, because you were talking about how pain motivated you to get more, you know, delve deep down more into learning yoga. Do you think that without hurting our bodies, that it might help our bodies from hurting more? Yeah, I think so. Because the breath work you can do, you can do it. I, I did it for two years lying in my bed <laughs> because I, I had so, so, so severe headache. That was the only thing I could do. Uh, and you start getting curious more about your inner experiences. Okay. Um, when your body relaxes and your mind relaxes and you can, uh, your emotions float up and your consciousness expands in a way. So you become more conscious of things that might have been subconscious and maybe your uh, imagination and your fantasy strengthens. So the inner world becomes more exciting to explore. Um, and that itself, I think, is a relief from from the pain and can fuel uh, creativity and okay. yeah. But now, what did you do? Now, now I feel horrible. You said you were, I mean, you were in bed for two years. Were you physically down for two years, or you just were fighting a headache for two years and and you figured it out by lying in bed? I want to uh, mo- the last because the only thing that helped was lying uh, flat. Okay. Uh, so once I was up, like sitting or standing or going for a walk with the dogs, the the headache was uh, excruciating. So it was a lot of time spent in bed. Oh <laughs> I worked from bed, so I was still working because I could do like yeah, digital meetings and phone calls and yeah, reading and writing <laughs> from bed. So I was uh, privileged in that way. Um, but yeah, m- most of the time I spend in bed because of the, the headache. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I just, I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry we shared this, but <laughs> it's, it's so nice because it, it's, it's hard. I mean, I'm, I'm almost fit. What year is it? I'm almost 53. I, yeah, 53. <laughs> when I went down, I was 51, but it was 15 years of, you know, three months in bed and then like a month out. And then, so it was just doing this. And and I feel that my son suffered the most because he was a baby because my pregnancy triggered all of my symptoms. And I started going downhill from that point. So I feel like he missed out on a fun mom and the, you know, from the 2021 till almost you know, the end of 2022, I was bedridden and yeah. I I had to learn to do a lot with my phone and I became dependent because I, I lived in bed, but to find someone your age and, and this happened, how did you keep a positive attitude? <laughs> I think, I, I think I'm blessed with being born with quite a positive attitude. Okay. Um, but I also have like I have a great boyfriend who's really supportive uh, my dogs keep me motivated so I, I got up and went out with them because they have to and even though it 
gave me headaches. It also gave me fresh air and a little bit of movement and playing with them and seeing nature and watching the sun and yeah, all of that. Um, and also my, my work actually kept, kept me motivated because I could do my work. I, I could, um, I could function in my uh, mental intellectual capacity, even though I was uh, physically uh, not able to do so much. So yeah, that felt good being okay. able to work and meet people and talk to people and uh, be inspired by others. Um, because I think it's really interesting to, yeah, to talk to people with interesting opinions and knowledge about different things. And I, I love to learn also. So I did the breathwork training during these years and I did the yoga therapy certification <laughs> wow. yeah as a part of this uh, this years and um yeah so i spent a lot of time do doing breath work and uh doing meditations uh, yoga nidras which is really deep uh, relaxation um so it kind of stimulates the creative flow and getting to know yourself but it wasn't always easy of course uh, I had my my dark moments through the right the two years so yeah but it helps having really good people around you uh, either physically or connecting through social media or yeah internet in different kinds of ways in that way the world has become a, yeah a better in that way if we can use it for, for uh, good. the good communication <laughs> and uh, yeah yes. the creating connections and new relations and sharing um, yeah no I, I do I agree with you I, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of social media but I never would have met you had it not been for that so I'm so grateful for that and I'm, I'm thankful that you took the time to spend with us today now do you have a way like, do you, because I've never really, I mean, we've just chatted. Do you, can you help people virtually? Do you help people online? Yeah. Yeah, I do that through Zoom or okay. yeah, messenger calls or different kinds of, uh, yeah, I do that a lot. And I did my work that way in two years through the pandemic. So <laughs> well, I think we're getting used to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, share share with everyone how to get in touch with you because it's it's been a one, it's been an eye opener. I've learned a lot from you, and like I said, just listening to you, I'm like, okay, I just, I do. I want to stop and breathe, and I want to wiggle, and so I'm mm -hmm. contact you. Yeah, I think the easiest way for people in different countries is to contact me through Messenger. So I really love your uh, if if they find your Facebook group, which which I am sure they do, <laughs> if they have found this podcast, <laughs> they can find my name there. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that that's wonderful. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, post this in uh, uh, several groups. It, it, this will air tomorrow. It airs at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will make sure that it goes out. And everyone, please, you want to... Now, when you, when you look for Lynn, it's L-I-N-N. And she's got two names in the middle. I'll say Sanove Norman and then Godfredson. G wow, you're a pro. You're a pro. <laughs> I love that. That's I amazing. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy with these Norwegian names, but you did I it perfectly. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, 
you know, I will tell you, I will tell you a, a quick story. But I was told when I was a little girl that I was Sioux Indian by my grandmother. Oh, and, and, and I was so proud of my heritage. Well, my friend Jennifer is into the ancestry.com and she, I just found this out and I had to tell my son, we're not Native American Indians. My grandmother was Helena Christina Jorgensen. Oh, we're <laughs> Nordic heritage. Correct. And yeah. I, there I go. I'm not. Oh, sure. wow. Oh. It was meant for us to meet, I think. And I, uh, yeah, and I have to say, I really love uh, how you're lifting knowledge and making us aware of fascia and sharing your journey and creating this community of people in your Facebook group. It's really, it's really important work and you're really inspiring. Wow. Wow. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that. And I thank you. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to share with us. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And I hope we, we stay in touch because this was more than just an interview for me. I, I've learned so much from you. So I hope you stay in touch with me. Okay. Yeah. Likewise. Thank Looking you. forward to talk to you yes. another time also. And we'll, we'll stay in touch. Of course. Yes, we thank will. you for, thank you for inviting me. No, thank you for being here. You have a lovely day, my dear. You too. Thank See you. you. Bye. And that was Lynn on AWOL Zebra. Thank you all for listening. Have a lovely day.